Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Smiley works his motion. A broken back tapper down the third baseline. Picked up by Smiley. Oh! And he collides with Gomes. Safe at first is Peralta. Both Smiley and Gomes are down on the infield grass, both getting up slowly. And that will be ruled a hit, ending Drew Smiley's perfect game this afternoon. And now the crowd on its feet applauding the veteran left-hander. You heard the pain in Zach Zayman's voice right there. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670, the score. Cubs just demolished the Dodgers today. Cool. Didn't need a closer. Great. 13 nothing. but that moment. Uh, first of all, I got a shout out. Hold on. Let me open it up. Let me open it up. Because asking you shall receive. And let me tell you, there's no better listener, no better fan than a scorehead. You got to be honest. Zero. There's, there's, there's no radio station that has better fans. And I'm a fan of the station too, right? Like nobody has. What did I ask for earlier, Leo? I said they should, they should take the picture of Gomes and Smiley on the floor laying down. And somebody put... Damn, that should be the meme. And of course, they my, made it already? Joe Olmo. I hope I say your name right. I'm saying it like a Latino. Olmo. Joe Olmo, but he's a white dude. Put it right there for me 54 minutes ago. I oh, tweeted that's awesome. it. I said, I tweeted it out. Chicago underscore Gabe. Follow me right now. I said, ask for it on air. Scoreheads never let us down. Put it right there. That's, that's so awesome. That's incredible. That's, that's great. So I, I, I posed the question before the break. If I'm sure you've heard it by now. Drew Smiley, perfect game through seven. Eighth inning comes. Peralta, pinch hitting for Max Muncy. Hits a little dribbler down the third baseline. Not even a dribbler. A, 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 nubbler, a nibbler, whatever what you would call it. And they both go for it. They collide. And the question is, who's more at fault in that situation? Is it Gomes or is it Smiley? Leo Stoddard, super producer today, says that Gomes is at fault. Me? I say, Smiley. Get out of the way, bro. Your job is to throw the ball, let them put it in play, and what, was co- what do coaches tell you since you're in Little League? Hey, hey, put it in the strike zone. Let your defense do the job. That's my point. Let your defense do the job. But I want to ask you guys who you feel is more at fault in that situation. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to JT in Chicago. JT, who's more at fault in this situation, Gomes or Smiley? Yo, gay man. Hey, first and foremost, I've been listening to you for years, man. I love your work. Good to have you over at the score, man. I listen all the time. I appreciate you, man. That uh, means a lot. Yeah, so check it out. I do feel like Gomes would have had the better, like, angle when he picked the ball up and turned to make the throw. But in that moment when uh, 
when Smiley's got the perfect going, like he's got the hot hand, he's rolling. Let him do his business, I feel like, right there, man. Okay, but here's here's the thing, JT, right? Imagine if Gomes is just standing there, right? Like the the, the dribbler goes and he just stands there and allows Smiley to pick it up. And then and then it and then he throws it and the guy's still safe. Ty goes to the runner or it's a tick short. Everybody in Chicago is gonna be like, Gomes, what the hell is your problem? Why didn't you go? Like to me, that would be the narrative if Gomes did not go for that ball. Do you agree? I do agree with that, but imagine if Gomes, you know, imagine if Smiley stepped aside, let Gomes, like, did go get the ball, and then he tossed it over his head at first. Okay, now, okay. Then they're going to say, why did, Gomes, why did Gomes get that ball? Let Touché. Smiley. Touche. I, I see what you did there, JT. Touche. Uh, we're playing our, our little hypothetical game, and you're right. You can just, you know, disagree with me on the other side. But that's why we get a chance to discuss it here on 670 The Score, JT. I appreciate the call. Let's go out to Zachary uh, in Chicago. Zach, what side of town are you on? Uh, I'm on. I'm a South Sider. Okay, but Cubs fan, growing up my whole life. Hey, don't That's worry, I'm the, I'm the opposite of you, Zach. I grew up on the North Side, went to Lane Tech, but I'm a Sox. I'm a Sox fan, so it just kind of happens like that. All right, who do you think is more at fault in this situation? Was it Smiley for you, or was it Gomes? One hundred percent at fault. There was Gomes. Really? His momentum totally going. Yes, absolutely going against the ball. Smiley had the ball in his hand. He's already – it's in his hand. He's facing first. Gomes is going the total opposite way. All Smiley had to do was stand up straight and throw. That was it. But how, how, how and often – And then he got speared Brian Erlacher style. <laughs> but, Zach, how often do we see pitchers try to feel the ball right there in that very space and just whiff because they're, it's not, they're not doing a throwing motion so their accuracy is off or things happen in that space? You just see it happen too often. And as I mentioned before, Gomes was circling the ball, circling the ball so that, that way he could put himself in a position to grab it and then make that throw. But, hey, I, I like the opinion. I hear what you're saying. And, of course, Brian Erlecker had to have made his way in that space, Zach. Thanks for the call. 312-644-6767. Perfect game through seven. It's first time since 1993. Impressive. Drew Smiley in his last 18 and a third innings has only given up two earned runs. The pitching of the of the Chicago Cubs has been really, really good. Not the back end, but the front end. Been really, really good. So, again, I would love to take your calls. Who do you think is more at fault? I wanted, I'm saving 847. I know you text in, but I'm saving your, your, your text message to the very end of this bit because it's the best text message that's come in so far, and nobody's actually brought it up. From the 8, 816... He's been rocking with me all day today. He said the catcher is in charge. This we know. From the 815, this is a good one. Nobody's at fault. They both were hustling. What's wrong with that, Gabe? Thanks. Doug and Shorewood. Shout out to Doug. They should be hustling. That's what you do in baseball. Everyone needs to go get the ball wherever you're at. The thing is, there is a, a pecking order when it comes to those things. And granted, it's a quote-unquote 50-50 ball. But... The catcher got like, it's the catcher's ball. Like that, that's my my take is it's the catcher's ball. Smiley's at fault. Get out the way, Papa. You're 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 a pitcher. Get out the way. Let me do my thing. I'm the catcher. I know how to throw it first. I know how to get this ball. I feel bunts. I feel the thousand bunts down the third baseline in spring training for this very moment. I guess pitchers do the same as well, right? But that's why we're taking your calls so that that way you guys can give your opinion as to who you think was at fault. Let's go to. Let's go to John out in the West Loop. There you go. That's what I like, hearing where people are from. So who do you think was more at fault in this situation, John? 
Well, in my opinion, I think the catchers and the defenders have a right away over the pitcher. It's just like if there's a pop-up in the infield, the pitcher is not supposed to field it. Right. The other fielder is supposed to field it. Uh, the center, another thing in center field, if the center fielder is the captain out there, you know, he has the right away to the other player. I think the, the pitcher has to give the right away to the other defenders on, on that play. They're better defenders than most pitchers. So right. Shortstop, think, shortstop uh, when it's a pop fly, shortstop gets to call people off. Right. We understand the pecking order. John, we know what this looks yeah. like. And it's just unfortunate yeah. that it had to go down this way. And then the fact that it was ended up being like a comedy of errors where they where they run into each other and, and they end up on the and ground. And on top of it, what your other what your what your other guy said, if the, if Gomes would have got it and overthrew it, that would have been an error. He still would have had a chance at a at a no hitter. Yeah, after, that's for, a great that, point. An error, so I love I love that know? one. That that's a great point because I think you're right. In that moment, I know even Zach Zayman was like, and they gave him a hit. <laughs> because that's what everybody was was looking to see, so that that way, uh, you know, they could find out, you know, what that was going to be. But John, they actually, you know what, John, let me get John one more. Lift John up a little bit. John, favorite restaurant in the West Loop? What is it for you? Oh man, uh, Lyra. Okay, fancy pants. I see you. Okay. Well, I'm I'm Greek. I, I I'm Greek. I gotta represent. Okay. Lyra and Nisos are, are probably my two favorite restaurants in the West Loop. Okay. I, I there may heard... be some uh, that are better, but in my opinion, you know, in my skewed opinion, I say Lyra and Nisos. John, I've had some Greek friends of mine tell me that Lyra is overrated. Just, I, just, I'm just telling you what they said. They'd rather go to a hostel. That's a typical Greek answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a typical Greek answer right there. I love it, John. Thanks for the call. I was in the West Loop today. I went to Black Barrel, Madison Ave. Whatever. Boring, but I like their their steak frites. Sucker for a steak frites, especially when it's like twenty two bucks. Let me get that anyway. Black Barrel, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, let me take one more call, and before I do that, from the six three zero says Loki, they weren't getting him out either way. Just more dumb luck for that guy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, okay. Um, Tim in Woodstock. Here's my last my last call right now. Uh, so. Who do you think is at fault in this one? Well, not who you think, though. It's it's actually Gomes, but not for the reason that you're thinking. Okay. It's Gomes', it's Gomes' fault because he's got to command that entire field. He's the catcher. He should have called Smiley off. He should have yelled, mine, 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 and, and Smiley should have yelled, take it, take it, take it, and peeled off, and Gomes should have made the play, and it would have been all up to him. That's the biggest problem with these with a lot of baseball teams today is they don't communicate. Yeah, Tim, but here's the thing. If you were on the mound and you had a perfect game going through seven, I'm sure you would have charged the ball the same way and been like, everybody get the hell out of my way. This is my game. I'm going to get this out. Wouldn't you have done that? Yeah, but not <laughs> if I respected my catcher and I not if you. I was a team player. I hear not you. Not if I was a team player. I hear you completely, Tim. And, and that, that leads me to the last text that I'm going to read. Well, not the last text, but uh, the most important one. From the 847, he said, in the press conference, Smiley said Gomes called for the ball and he didn't listen to him. So ultimately, Smiley comes out, the ultimate gentleman, in the midst of what would have been a, a fantastic game and uh, said that he, he shouldn't have went for the ball. And again, let's be very real. Gomes wanted him to have that perfect game. Every player that is on the defensive side wants, their, wants to play a perfect game for their pitcher. And in that moment, Gomes was giving his all. I mean, damn, they ran into each other. It was like a NFL tackle at the goal line. Like, they, he stopped them. It was like, it, it was interesting to watch, uh, to say the least. But, of course, uh, Drew Smiley, man, I mean, uh, that, will, that won't happen again. It's one of those moments where it happens once and it probably won't be duplicated 
uh, because, I mean, you know, you feel bad. But, damn, Drew Smiley pitching well. Cubs, can we just live in that space for a little bit? Cubs 12-7? and seven? If you were to tell any Cubs fan that they'd be 12-7 and seven after 19 games, they'd first of all, they'd probably say you're lying. No. But the other people be like, I would hope that second in the league in batting average at 282. Sixth in runs. Seventh in ERA. I mean, playing well. 13 nothing against the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers haven't had the best start to their season. Understandable. But, you know, you swept the lowly A's. Okay, they weren't that great. But you still got to go out and win games. Like, I am not going to downplay what the Cubs have done to start this season. You want to know why? Because I wish the Sox were doing the same thing. I wish the Sox were 12-7. and seven. I wish the Sox were healthy. Cody Bellinger playing out of his mind. Trey Mancini, I did the pre and post for the Cubs game the other day, stepped in for Zach Zabeman as he stepped in for Pat Hughes. And, you know, when you were, we were, I was talking about guys that were cold going into the game. Trey Mancini was 0 for his last 16. Came in, turned it around. That's what you want. Guys to step up. Your pitcher to do the damn thing so that, you know, Fulmer doesn't have to come in in the ninth. These are the things you do as a good kudos to the Cubs, man. And I and I I will before I go to break, I have to shout out David Ross one more time. All I would talk about last year with whoever was on this show talking Cubs baseball, Julia Poe from the Sun Times, uh, Andy Martinez from Marquee, uh, Miguel Esparza who calls the games for the Cubs in Espanol, whoever I was talking to, I would just gush over David Ross. Because he had a B team and he had them playing well. Remember when they swept the Mets at the end of the season? Like, with that with the team that they had last year. So people weren't necessarily certain that he was going to be able to duplicate that. But he had better talent. And what does a good manager do when they have better talent? They perform better. And that's exactly where he's at right now. So you got to tip your cap to David Ross for doing a fantastic job with the Chicago Cubs baseball team. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation. As I mentioned a second ago, I, ha- I talked a lot with Miguel Esparza, the voice of the Chicago Cubs in Espanol, also my coworker here at BBMAM. He's going to hang out with us after the game, and I want to get his take. Who does he think was at fault? And more importantly, what does he think of this hot start? I will call it hot, despite them being third in the NL Central. Hot start for the Chicago Cubs. We're talking more Cubs on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago's. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Two and two, the count to Bellinger. Urias steals. Hit in the air. Deep right field. Down the line. If it's fair, it could go. It's gone. Cody Bellinger homers again. Cubs up four to nothing over the Dodgers. That's his third home run against his former team this season. Cubs knock off the Dodgers 13-0 today. Wrigley Fields, what a game, what a game, what a game. After dropping last night's 6-2. Tough one there. Way to bounce back, though. That's what you need if you're a good team. Uh, right now to chat a little bit about the Chicago Cubs a little bit, you know, just just a little bit. Uh, joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's my coworker over at WBBM Radio. He's an anchor over there. He's also the Spanish play-by-play voice for the Cubs, Blackhawks, and the Bears. My guy, Miguel Esparza. What's going on, brother? Gabe, what's up, man? How you doing? Dude, I don't know. I'm surprised you still got your voice after these last couple of games the Cubs have had, man. All right, let me start. Man, it's been exciting. Let me start here. And I talked about it before the break. And it was, who do you think is more at fault for that uh, eighth inning? I don't want to call it a blunder because it was just pure heart and effort. Do you think it was Gomes or do you think Uh, it was Smiley? I definitely think it was Gomes. However, the way that ground ball was going towards the left, it felt like I don't think that play was going to happen. I don't think that that was going to be an out, regardless of who caught that ball, who was able to to field it at the end of the day. But it was one of those things that it was heartbreaking coming out of the park. It, it was uh, a win that tasted like a loss, you know, like loss. And, and it was one of those things that that uh, I, man, come six, come fifth inning, I'm like, okay, like this is getting serious here. Sixth inning, I'm starting to get nervous. Seventh, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely nervous. My heart is pounding. I tell my, my broadcast partner, George, I'm like, George, I'm nervous, man. And he's like, really? I'm okay. How many inning? He's like, I'm nervous now. You know, and it was one of those things that I've never, obviously never called a perfect game. So it was one of those things where I was like, dude, this could happen. And at the end of the day, you know, it was just one of those things that honestly, I really don't think any one of the two were going to be able to get that out at first. Yeah, you know, I'll I, I tell you this. I, you know, as a Sox fan, I wish I could feel like that after a, a win, but I, we can't even get we can't even get a win over there on the South Side. <laughs> oh so, man, I know uh, it's tough, tough. One over here. It really is. Um, yeah, it is. Cubs get seventeen hits today. It seems as though I mean, because obviously everyone was like, "Oh, the the offense is going to be the, the where, where they struggle, right?" I mean, defense is going right. to be good, pitching is going to be all right. You know, where are they going to get the runs from? And I've seen the stats floating around Twitter. You've seen everybody posting it up where you know. Uh, the games where they scored over 10 runs last year in total, it was six, and they already have six games where they scored over 10 runs this year. What do you th- think it is? Do you think it's because of the, the camaraderie where everybody's trying to play for each other? Because you know, sometimes teams get like that where it's like, yeah. oh, you got to hit, yeah. I want to hit, and everybody wants to hit. Or do you think that this team is just that good? I, I really feel it's the first. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's something along the way where these, these Cubs players are really having fun. And I, and I really feel that that, that camaraderie, is there, the camaraderie is there. They, they've really meshed well together. And at the end of the day, I know everyone saw that video of David Ross talking about how, 
we have so many MVPs and we have so many rookie of the years and, and all that stuff all put together at the end of the day, it really does matter. I think, you know, it's one of those things that that talent is there. The experience is there. And a lot of these guys, and we spoke right before the season, and I told you at the end of the day, it was one of those things that I didn't feel like it was really a team that was going to compete. And I think that a lot of people saw it the same way, but this team has really come together in a beautiful way. And it's one of those things going to the ballpark every day, Gabe, I honestly feel that any game we could definitely win. And I don't want to compare it with 2016, but I will compare it in the sense that it was one of those years that little things, were just falling in the right place and it was just making it like a special kind of feeling. And we've seen it last week with Nelson Velasquez, his grand slam, the last homestand. It was just one of those moments within the, the actual game that you were like, wow, you know, this team really has something going on. You see the starting pitchers, you see the relievers, obviously uh, Michael Fulmer yesterday blew that uh, opportunity to hold them. But at the end of the day, you're talking about, They've been consistent. You see Brandon Hughes back up again, and, and hopefully if he stays healthy, he can come back to that strikeout machine that he was when he first started with the Cubs. We're talking to Miguel Esparza, play-by-play voice for the Chicago Cubs, right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. It's just, you're looking at this box score. It's crazy, right? Like, every single player <laughs> has a hit, and, uh, and you know, and uh, it's not like it was against a bad pitcher. Julio Udias is like mm, uh, a dog okay. out here, right? So, it, it just it, and you know what it is. You know what it is. It's Friday. It's a one twenty game. It's like literally <laughs> yeah. what Cubdom is based special, off of. <laughs> it's, it's like it's it, what it's it supposed really to is. be, right? I mean, it's what it's supposed to yeah. be. And and you, you know, met- and going into it, game started interrupt. No. Going into it, you mentioned you, you mentioned Julio Diaz, and and it's one of those things where it's like you know this pitcher. A lot of people are starting to compare him with Fernando Valenzuela because he's a Dodger, because he's a Mexican pitcher, and because he's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, he really is. But, you know, you get to this point where you see this Cubs team and it's like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, we can face any pitcher and we're looking real good against them. Yeah, and that and that's just it. I mean, because you have guys that have multiple approaches at the plate. And I think that's mm-hmm. what the Cubs have, where if you need Bellinger to get you a base hit, he can do that, but he also can go yard on you, right? You have guys like Patrick right. Wisdom playing out right. of his mind. So I think – where, and I hate to bring up my team, you know what I mean? But, like, when you're looking at a guy like Jose Abreu, the reason why he was so um, influential and, and, and significant is because he was able to change his pr- approach. Miguel Cabrera, guys like right. that, guys that can do, they're not just going up there with a one-track mind. And I think that's what you have here with this Cubs squad, right? And so where you were saying you didn't want to compare them to a 2016 team, I'll compare them to a 2005 team, right? A team that mm. nobody really thought was going to make noise, but it was just a bunch right. of good baseball players. And I think that's what the Cubs have here. Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Seiya Suzuki, oh, Patrick Wisdom, Cody Bellinger, Trey Mancini, Jan Gomes, even Nick Madrigal, Nicky Two Strikes. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> guys that are exceptional yeah. baseball players. There is no holes there, and that's why the Cubs AAA team – Looks like it could be a, another baseball team because it's essentially oh, filled absolutely. with guys that were on the squad last year. Right, absolutely. You look at you look at uh, Christopher Morel down there, and you know eventually he's going to come up. Everyone wants uh, Matt Mervis to come up. You know, everyone's talking about that farm system that we do have. But look at what we have here at Wrigley Field today. You know, you have this team that that is very capable. Even Trey Mancini, he went over twelve in the in a, uh, away, and he comes in here and he's over here hitting home runs again. Matching. You know, he, he's producing for the Cubs. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that 
at the end of the day, we see some players that are having that bad uh, away series and, and, and some are hot at home, but then like it just comes together. And at the end of the day, they're finding ways to win. And then we could look at the starting pitching. It, uh, it's absolutely, it looks great. Unfortunately, Jamison Tyone, before he got injured, the last outing, he was real good. And it was one of those things where you're like, okay, we're looking at Jamison and it's like, okay, this is what we can look at. But unfortunately he gets injured. And yesterday it's it kind of, you look at it like a, like a bullpen session because Javier Assad really he's down in Iowa he has no idea he's going to come up and and you know it's a tough it's a tough situation you're, you're put into it and and unfortunately for him it didn't go as he wanted yeah and you're looking at the rotation like you mentioned you know Marcus Stroman 25 strikeouts yeah. on the season Justin Steele 24 strikeouts Jameson trailing just a, a couple of strikeouts behind that so they're getting the job done in, in that situation. Right. And, you know, I, I, I want to ask you this because, you know, you and I talked about this at length last year, and it was the job that David Ross was doing. But the guys mm-hmm. who we just mentioned are in AAA and were really filling out the roster last year. But now he has, you know, a handful of a handful more of talented guys. You know, what can you say to the job that David Ross is doing right now with this Cubs team? You know, I, I think uh, David Ross has been good. The, the old, there, there are little things here and there where I feel like there are situations. Obviously, I'm not a manager. I will never be a manager. You know what they say in life, don't say never. But that's one thing I can say. I will never be a major league <laughs> hey, manager. Hey, you maybe, know? Like, maybe in Humble Park, you might be managing a team. So you yeah, never right, know. Right, you know what right. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, there's there, there situations like yesterday when you see – the situation with Michael Fulmer, it's a tight game going into the ninth inning. You get two base hits in a row. Then you, you get one out. You get a base uh, a base on balls. And it's like, okay, at what point am I saying, you know what, okay, he doesn't have it today. Let me get somebody warming up, you know, and, and let's pull Michael Fulmer, right? Adel Al-Salai has been unbelievable. He's come out in situations where, where you extend them. Yesterday he only pitched one inning. But there's situations where he's come out three and he's been wonderful. But I feel like that hook should have came a little bit earlier with Michael Fulmer, and we would be talking a different story because it was a tight game, 2-2, going into that top of the ninth inning. Yeah, and I mean, obviously those situations are going to come about throughout the course of 162 games. We know that. Uh, I was just more Mm -hmm. so saying I feel like he really just has them playing. Because, listen, we saw saw what Joe Madden did, right? He was brought to the Mm -hmm. Cubs organization to really take the team to the next level, bring them together, mm-hmm. create some unity. He did that and got them, right. you know, to where they needed to be winning the winning the World Series. And I just feel like Rossi is a good manager that that yep. understands the temperament of a baseball player in in today's game and and just a lot, and has them like I feel like he's the glue guy. Where typically it's somebody in the yeah. clubhouse, right? And I think he still is a clubhouse guy as he was when he was right. on the roster and now he's just able to to dish that energy out into the team and allow them to play at the high level that they're playing at right now. No, I, I definitely agree. I think you know when you when you uh, you heard Ross last uh, what was that last homestand with with the Nelson Velasquez home run. They asked him about you know do you get excited? Do you get happy because you always look like you're serious? He's like I'm happy inside, and that's great to see. But today you saw smiles coming out of David Ross, and, and how could you not smile when you have 13 runs against the Dodgers? You have you know once again that spectacular outing by by Drew Smiley. Those are things that that you're you can tell that they are all having. Fun. And at the end of the day, you mentioned Joe Madden. Remember, he was bringing a suit to Wrigley Field, and these guys were having fun. They, they were just having a great time. And I feel like that same vibe is what we have right now at Wrigley Field. I love that. We're talking to Miguel Esparza, play-by-play voice of the Chicago Cubs. 
and anchor on BBM uh, News Radio. Make sure you guys check him out over there as well. Follow him on Twitter yes, at Miguel's Voice. Um, all right, so I got to ask you the real question, which is like, yeah, how believable is this team? In terms of, you know, full season success. I mean, we're here now. We're enjoying it in the present. But I think it'd be be remiss of us to not mention or discuss what this can look like if the possibility is there for them to keep this up. Okay, I'm I'm a Chicago team fan. World Series 2023! (laughs) (laughs) You know, I believe in my Bulls and my Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs. But we've suffered so much throughout the years that I fully can't get behind and get excited <laughs> even though I'm seeing what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of those things that it's a, I'm at East Like, I'm, I'm not fully, like, in there like, oh, I can really enjoy this because I don't know how long it will last. But, however, I do see, once again, a group of guys. If we can continue to see a Patrick Wisdom where you start seeing him uh, producing while he has runners on base, right, in scoring position, that, that's a biggie. Yesterday they were one for seven with runners in scoring position. And, and, you know, that was one of the keys of the game that I mentioned today pre-game, as as well as my partner, George Moreno. We were talking about exactly that. You need to produce while you have those runners on. But if you can have a practical wisdom who continues to hit those home runs, and and even if it's not, he already has a triple, he has a double. You know, so he's he's actually doing a great job, and and those strikeouts are coming down. So that's if you can do that, if you can continue to see those kind of players continue to, to cause that that impact. You mentioned Nick Madrigal. I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely not like a hundred percent behind him. I feel like like you know there are situations where Nick Madrigal can be uh, um, better suited at, at second base. Obviously, we have Nico Horner at second, so it's still like a process of having him at third base. So it, it's it's difficult in that sense, but he's coming up big with the bat when needed, like he did today, he did yesterday. Those are situations where, you, well, yesterday he came pinch hitting, he was 0 for 2. But, you know, those, there's plays there at, at the top of the first today. He actually had a good play from, from third to first. So, you know, you start seeing these different players start doing their, the, the way that they're playing. I feel like it's, it's one of those things that can become something very special. Miguel, you, you call these, these games, you've called all 19, or not all 19 of them, but you call the home games that are here. Where yeah. do you feel like is the flaw and the Chicago Cubs team. I mean, they've had success. You see certain yeah. areas that's good. Where, where do you feel like is the shortcoming with this team? I, I feel, you know, um, so beginning beginning of the season, I felt like like the problem was first and third, right? I felt like that there's it's not consistent, right? I, I really like Patrick Wisdom at third. Um, and when you look at, at Hosmer and you look at Mancini at first, um, I feel like first right now is the one where it's a little bit more like, oh, you know, and, and I'm not saying they've been bad, but it's one of those things that, that I feel like we're solid. We're solid with short and second. We're solid in the outfield. Sayas looking great in his return as well. You know, so I, and I really like flaws. I feel like our starters are looking great. Our, our bullpen looks real good. You know, when you have uh, guys like, like Merriweather pitching at 97, 98 miles an hour, like, hey, man, you can't beat something like that. So I really can't say, like, okay, this team really needs this because, once again, I'm still in that honeymoon phase with yeah. the team because of how well they're playing right now. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that you did mention the the, the, the reliever uh, role. You know what I mean? With mm-hmm. Fulmer, and, and, and I, I, right. th- I thought for sure you were going to say something there. But so you still have confidence in that that part of the back end of the bullpen? 
I do because look, once again, I mentioned I mentioned Adder Al Salai earlier, and Adder can come out and give you at least you know if you need him, he can give you a, a solid three innings. He's looking real good. You have now Brandon Hughes who's back, um, Julian Merriweather. Once again, he's 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 had his good times and his his bad, but he's got that speed and he has control at times. Michael Fulmer hasn't been obviously it's more noticeable because you have times where. At the end of the day, yes, there's been uh, the, those opportunities late in games, and he really he's had, I think it's believe, uh, three of those situations where it hasn't been great for him. But he's been real good at times as well. Now, if we could get him to be very uh, real consistent, I think we have something good in that bullpen it, it, as a whole. And and I haven't even touched uh, the, the starters like Hayden Wisniewski, who his last outing looked like the Hayden Wisniewski that we thought we were going to get. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, when you're looking at some of the ERAs of some of the starting pitchers, it's, it's ridiculous, right? When you're looking at Strowman, sub one, Justin Steele, you know, one four four. I mean, that's that, that's pretty impressive. Let me ask you this on my last question now. If, yeah. if the, obviously the Cubs' strength or one of their strengths, excuse me, is is their pitching, and you know they go deep with the rotation, which of the starters do you feel like could get the Cubs the most in return? In return, you mean like 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 what do you mean in return? Like a trade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know what I'm saying. I'm saying it. Because yeah. they're right, gonna have right. to. They're gonna have to. It's gonna happen. Right. You know, it's gonna I, I know. Happen. I know. I know. I know. And, and and you know, we suffered so much last year, the year prior. <laughs> You're like, don't get rid of anybody. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, oh, what do you mean in return? I don't want to go through that. Next again. question. Next question, Gabe. Next question. <laughs> No, I'm not English. Entonces, ¿cuáles de los pasadores? And I'll translate. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, uh, you know oh, man, it, it's one of those things that obviously I don't want to see any of the young pitchers go. I, I don't want to see. I think when you talk about uh, Jameis and Tyone, obviously this injury sets him back. But we saw that last outing. Uh, he was good, even though it was only five innings. Uh, he didn't allow a run. I felt like we were starting to get into a group where we were going to see that Jameson time from last year with the Yankees. Um, and, and you look at, once again, he, Drew Smiley is only here for a year, obviously, so that's not, not something that we're, we're going to be talking about. But, um, I, 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 yeah. No, that I, is the answer, situation. Miguel. <laughs> the answer is Drew Smiley. Yeah, yeah. He has right, a game right, right today. He's not going to yeah, be here man, next year. Like, you get rid of him. You bring something back in return. That is the uh, answer. I was trying to lead yeah, you in that direction. Yeah. Just had an right, awesome right. game, and, and that's the guy that can yeah, get you man. something. <laughs> he looked fantastic. He looked, you know, it, it was one of those things, I, I believe, from the moment like last year when we talked about Drew Smiley, he, there were some games where that run support wasn't there, you know, so it wasn't that he was pitching bad, and we saw it with Marcus Stroman as well. But now you're getting behind him, like it, the Cubs. What was it? It was it was three runs first, and, and obviously then it blew up. But but you come out pitching with three runs, uh, and and you know you're coming out and and you're looking as great as he looked with you know retiring everyone in order. It was just one of those things that it was like give the you give that pitcher that confidence that you know that your offense is going to be there regardless, even if it's one, two, or three runs. Yeah, Miguel, I appreciate you hanging out with me on a Friday night. Papa Cache, okay, on, my Papa Cache on me because for, for jumping on today. I just want you to know that I got you. All right, uh, all right brother. All right, Have man. a good night. Have a great weekend. Hey, hey, hey uh, everybody, hey, hey. If, you, if you do speak Spanish, make sure you check out Miguel tomorrow. Uh, first pitch, 1.20 p.m. Again, yep. he'll be doing the play-by-play for the Cubs. Uh, make sure you guys check Even if you out. don't speak Spanish, you know, okay. go ahead, flip on, on Marquee and flip it over to Sap. You can listen oh, on the yeah. MLB app, and you can also follow me on Miguel's Voice on Twitter. I love that. All right, Miguel, have a great weekend. All right, brother?
Appreciate you. Miguel right, Esparza, you. like I mentioned, uh, he is an anchor over at WBBM News Radio, uh, my coworker here at Odyssey, and also the Spanish play by play voice for the Cubs, Blackhawks, and Bears. His Twitter handle, at Miguel's Voice. Make sure you guys uh, hit him with a follow, man. He's a great guy, humble dude, just a good all around guy. Chicago in too. Just a good dude, good dude, man. Uh, I love that brother right there. He's a hard worker, man. So make sure you guys check him out. All right, it is Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Uh, on the other side, we're going to have a little fun. It's Friday. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, and we're going to do a little Twitter time. A little bit of sports, a little bit of pop culture. What did you miss in the world today? I will give it all to you on the other side as we do Twitter time right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know one and know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 to score. Happy Friday, everybody. Be safe out there. Hopefully you're in an Uber right now. Because if you're trying to go party... I don't want you drinking and driving, all right? So make sure you call it. Leave, pay the 50 bucks for your to leave your car in the, in the parking garage if you have too many drinks, man. Um, and then do not forget, I want to remind you, Cubs baseball, 120 tomorrow, first pitch here on 670. The score pregame starts at 1245 uh, as the Cubs look to take the series lead against the Dodgers. I was asked to do the pre and post again for the Cubs. And tomorrow's my daughter's birthday. So, the best ability in in media is availability, and it hurt my soul, my soul, to tell my boss no when he asked me today. Cape, can you do that? I was like, Look, bro, you know I always say yes to everything. It's my. It was the, it was probably the best advice. Tony Kelly, who used to be a producer for Eddie and Jobo, my mentor, Tony Kelly, great radio guy. He once gave me that advice. The best advice I can ever give you, Gabe, and this was back in 2008, back before my producer, Leo Stoddard, was even born. And he said, the best advice I can give you is always say yes. And it stuck with me ever since then. And that's probably why I've been at this damn company for 15 years. But I unfortunately had to say no because of my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday, Whitney. She's turning three. We're going to the trampoline park tomorrow. And my wife, because we're going so early in the morning, has already decorated the house. So there's Elsa... And Anna and Olaf stuff everywhere. You seen Frozen, Leo? Start of her or no? I've seen it. I was a little out, of, little out of the target age group for that, but I've seen it. Come on, bro. You like chicks? You gotta, you gotta like Frozen, so you gotta have the references. All right, it's time for Twitter time. This is where we do a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of uh, sports. We can fill you guys in on what's going on in the Twitter verse. All right, first up, Marquee Network, of course pointed out that Drew Smiley loves pitching at the friendly confines. He has one earned run or less in eight straight starts at Wrigley Field. Damn. You know how impressive that is? One earned run or less in eight straight starts at Wrigley. Drew Smiley. 
put him on the trading block. Get as much as you can for him right now. Nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, next up. Chirp, chirp. This from Random 49ers. On this day in 1993, definitely before you were born, right, Leo? Just by a few years, but Okay, yeah. good, good, good. So my wife was born, 1993. On this day in 1993, the 49ers traded Joe Montana to the Chiefs. Along with Montana, the Chiefs received a third-round pick and safety David Whitmore. San Francisco got Casey's first-round pick, which was number 18 at the time, and traded down to get Dana Stubblefield. Joe Montana, that's what happens, man. At the very, at the tail end of your career, you always see weird things. And I'm sure this upcoming season, we're going to see some weird stuff uh, from the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is what they're saying. It's just a, a matter of time. They're trying to agree on stuff. Trade is, or excuse me, the draft is next week, so I'm sure they're going to try to do something there. But Montana as a chief was definitely weird, and it made uh, Madden an interesting game when he was over there as well. Chirp, chirp. All right, this from Reed Jack on Twitter. It says, the Detroit Lions, since their last NFL championship in 1957, one playoff win. Seasons in which the Lions players were suspended for betting on NFL games to... <laughs> Wait, it's like Lions are going to Lion, right? It's like Detroit's going to Detroit. This is the one playoff wins, one playoff win since 1957. Like doesn't even seem believable, right? Like too many seasons have passed. You'd think just by law of averages, you would have just literally snuck in and just 50 won. years. You haven't even what? And That's there, like, were, there weren't even as many teams in the league right? like in that span. Right? There wasn't even. Yeah, better crazy. odds back then, and still couldn't pull it off. But damn. And, and this was supposed to be the year. Lindsey Reynolds talk about it, but no Jamison Williams for the first six games of the season. I mean, hopefully they can they can do some stuff. They do have a good draft pick. I think they're going Christian Gonzalez. I guess we'll find out. Sure, uh, next sure. up, this from Miss Sassbox. Tiffany Haddish isn't funny. She's simply willing to embarrass herself for other people's entertainment. But many people confuse that with comedy. And she tweeted out when Marlon Wayans told Tiffany Haddish when she filled in for the Ellen DeGeneres show that she was immature and unprofessional. Of course, Tiffany had is going viral right now. Just, you know, for the same things, people just thinking that she's rude and whatnot. I've never had a run-in with Tiffany Haddish, but she was in some drama before with another comedian and some like bad humor. But that's the thing what happens in Hollywood, right? Like they lift you up to a certain point until they can knock you down. It is literally the recipe for Hollywood. You get built up to be knocked down so that you can simply have a good comeback story. And hopefully Tiffany can have that because I do think she's, I do think she's talented. A lot of uh, comedians do not think she's funny, but I don't know. Girl Ship was funny. All right, next up, chirp, uh, chirp. This from Thor Ku on Twitter again. Gabe Ramirez inside Twitter time here on six seventy. The score. He said, <laughs> "Okay, so what's been what's everybody been saying about C J Stroud? He took that one test and he bombed it, and it was like a test you can actually like prepare for. You get the like, you know what's going to happen on it. He still bombed." But this is what Thor KU said on Twitter. CJ Stroud recently took one of the hardest tests a quarterback can take. His score? 348 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions on 34 attempts, pressured on 19 of 44 dropbacks versus Georgia's NFL defense. <laughs> He's like, that is the test we should be paying attention to. Not some stupid test they gave him during the NFL draft. You want to know who ran into this same problem? And, of course, he had character issues, and we know that now. But Deshaun Watson. When he came out that year, and it was, who are you going to take? And the Bears were looking at, stupidly, at Mitchell Trubisky. And I just kept thinking to myself, was, did anybody not watch the national championship game where Deshaun Watson looked like a man playing against actual 
actually the best talent in college did anybody not watch that and I, I just remember seeing him fall down the draft order and thinking to myself and here we are with the same situation as L2Y over 30 games uh, only one other QB threw for 300 yards with zero interceptions versus UGA who was it? Bryce Young pretty impressive stuff right there uh, but CJ Stroud I want I <clears throat> I actually I'm going to lose this money but I bet on CJ Stroud to go number one <clears throat> When he was like plus some money, because I just thought that's who Carolina wanted and they wanted to move up for. They didn't want a five foot ten guy, but now Bryce Young is minus. I think it's like minus fourteen hundred, so fourteen to one, minus fourteen to one. All right, next up, got a couple more here. Uh, this from Music Memories, Prince, gone seven years ago today. Do you know who Prince is? Leo, you're my, I, you're you're like the measuring stick for me I when do it know comes. Who Prince is. Yeah. Okay, favorite Prince song. Oh, I have no clue. When doves cry. I know just, who he is. Yeah. Just throw out when doves cry anytime. Okay. All right. Uh, show some love for Prince and leave some purple hearts. Tell me your favorite Prince song. Mine is when doves cry. Why don't we scream at each other? If Anthony Heron was here, he'd oh, be... I know that one. Oh, this is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, when do- I didn't I know t- who that was. I told you that was your... I got you. I got you. Uh, but if Anthony Heron was here, he most certainly would be singing that song. All right. Uh, second to last one. Chirp, uh, chirp. Um, this is from Sox Machine Josh, my guy. Our guy here at 670 Store, the score, he said, man, I thought the White Sox had this game tonight. The ninth inning is a great example of how great things are going for the Rays and how poorly things are going for the White Sox. White Sox gave up three runs in the ninth inning to lose the game 8-7. to seven. They were up 7-5. to five. They gave up uh, our Reynaldo Lopez, my guy. Him and I, we follow each other. We mess each other. I love that guy. He gave off a leadoff homer to Christian Betancourt to make it 7-6. to six. Then he gave up a single to Yandy Diaz and then another home run to Brandon Lowe. So they walked off 8-7. Sickening if you're a Chicago White Sox fan because the assumption was they were going to be able to pull off that game. But unfortunately, they didn't. All right. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this is from Ringside. This is all set for Davis Garcia. You you a boxing fan, Leo? No, I don't follow uh, it intently, but like I'll watch it you. when it's on. Javante Davis taking on Ryan Garcia tomorrow. Going to be a good fight. Tank Davis just... The assumption is that he's going to knock him out if you look at all the betting lines. But Ryan Garcia, he can make a name for himself. If he wins this fight, he could literally become Oscar De La Hoya. So the hopes are there. All right, so uh, last one. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from Hoops Won't Stop. Most blocks in the NBA, in the NBA, these playoffs. Anthony Davis, number one. Joel Embiid, number two. And Russell Westbrook, number three. In the whole NBA playoffs, Russell Westbrook is third there. Um, he does a lot more than just turn over the ball. He plays defense as well. All right, give me my wrap-up music, Leo. We are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dude. This is why you're a super producer, bro. This is really good. You just made me happy right now. I love great production. God, that was good. Of course, Doves Cry for all you young people that are like Leo's younger than Leo. I got to thank my guests today. Wow, this is so good. It's like so good. You're so good. I'm going to tell like our bosses that you did this. This is great. Uh, got to thank my guests for today. Of course, L- Lindsey Rhodes uh, hanging out with me earlier today. Uh, got to thank Miguel Esparza, the voice, Spanish play-by-play voice for the Chicago Cubs. And over here, I uh, got to thank super producer Leo Stoddard for hanging out today. He's had a busy week. I appreciate you hanging out with me, man. All right, I am out of here. Next time you'll hear me on these airwaves. Uh, I believe it's Monday. So, see you guys then, all right? Uh, Mi gente, my people. Hasta la próxima. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Let it play. Let it play. Ah, okay. It's all right. I get it. Have a good night, guys. Happy Friday.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.